Hello there, it's Phil and I'm the Loneliness Guy. Before we jump into this episode of Connection Over Coffee and talk about loneliness and how we can do authentic connection as gay men wherever you are in the world, I invite you to stop and think a moment. The irony of listening to a podcast which is all about loneliness and then doing connection is that it's something that we tend to do alone. We listen through headphones while we're commuting, while out walking, or while we clean the house. But think about this. While you're likely listening to this alone, there are other gay men who are also feeling lonely and are listening to these words right now too. We're never alone in the thoughts that we're thinking and the feelings that we're feeling. We're never alone. And there's power in that knowledge. And that power is called community. I'm working to build a supportive community to serve gay men experiencing loneliness wherever they are in the world. As part of this, I'd love it if you could send me a pic of you enjoying a coffee where you are in the world that you are happy for me to use on my socials. If you're wanting to feel part of a greater global community of gay men, please reach out to me on my socials. I'm on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest and YouTube. Thank you so much for being here. Now, let's get on and have that coffee, hey? Yuma, and welcome to another episode of Connection Over Coffee with me, Phil McAuliffe, The Loneliness Guy. This is a podcast that proudly serves and supports gay men experiencing loneliness and helps them take steps to getting the authentic connection they need and deserve. It's also proudly recorded, edited, and uploaded in Canberra, Australia's capital city on the traditional country of the Ngunnawal people. So, now that you're here, how about you go get settled at a table, and I'll go rustle up some coffees for us. Here you go. Welcome to episode 40 of this podcast. In this episode, we're going to have a chat with my friend Mike Campbell on a topic that I feel will really resonate with you gay body image and loneliness. I'll introduce you to Mike and his awesomeness in just a moment, but I wanted to start off by saying that very few gay men seek out and then listen to podcasts or watch videos on YouTube about loneliness unless they've come to the realization that they're lonely. The stigma and shame we feel is real and it takes a lot of courage to even engage with the subject. So, I'm proud of you for being here and joining me for a coffee, whether you're a return coffee getter with me or if this is your first time. I recognize and admire your courage and this podcast, indeed all of my work, is all about getting you connected to your authentic self, to those most important to you and to your community. One of the most special things about sitting and having a coffee together is that sharing this time and having a coffee creates space and time to have a real conversation. It's a conversation that's not rushed. There's no work talk bullshit. It's just us having a chat. And that is a beautiful and rare thing. So I'm proud of you for being here. This chat with Mike comes after I published Body Image and Loneliness on my blog on Thursday the 7th of April 2022. In that post, I shared four insights into how our negative perception of our bodies can stop us from being seen and heard and how it can contribute to our loneliness as gay men. 
I also shared some of my story about my relationship with my body and how it contributed and really can still contribute to my own loneliness. There's a link in the episode description that'll take you straight to the blog post if you'd like to read it. Perhaps after this episode, you can check out all my content designed to destigmatize loneliness and promote authentic connection for gay men globally through the lonelinessguide.com. You'll also see details of how you can get me right by your side as a connection mentor, and it's all there on the site. Go check it out, especially if you feel that what I say here feels like I'm speaking directly to you. So, to Mike. This is Mike's second appearance on Connection Over Coffee. He first joined us back at episode 10 when we discussed why it's so hard for us to ask for help. Mike is a straight, cisgendered man who's a husband, a dad, a podcaster, and check out his podcast, Everyday Legends, wherever you get your pods. He's a writer and an author, he's a stone fruit eater, and he's a man coach. That term man coach might be triggering you. I know it triggered me too, but I want to say that Mike's work is not about teaching men how to be real men. Mike's work helps men, gay or straight, to drop the bullshit and be the men they really are, not who we feel society expects us to be. He does this through helping men build legendary integrity and supporting men to live their lives better with loving, direct talk. In full disclosure, I've done Mike's programs and now work with Mike as a coach. I can say that Mike gave me my life, helped me find me at a time when I really needed help but didn't know how to ask for it. Mike does amazing work. Be sure to check out his work through the links in the episode description. I asked Mike to join us for coffee on this episode where we'll be talking about gay body image and loneliness for a very specific reason. Mike began his work after noticing that his clients, when he was working as a personal trainer, came to him seeking happiness and fulfillment through building their bodies and really getting abs. He noticed that while he could build their bodies and they developed abs, the men were still not feeling fulfilled. He got curious and, well, I'll let him explain the rest. Let's have a chat with Mike. Mike Campbell, welcome back to Connection Over Coffee. How are you going? I am wonderful. Thank you, Phil. <laughs> um, and, and listener, if you were watching on YouTube, you would have just got this whole bit, this whole <laughs> bit of shtick between Mike and I about how we answer the how are you question. Um, I'm just going to leave it there because it was like this whole thing. You had to be there. Go and join us on hey, YouTube. Look, here's a challenge for us. Can we, can we loop this conversation back to that at some point? Oh, wonderful. We need to weave wonderful in. Um, yes. um, I, I hear you're wonderful and I raise you splendid. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, it's splendid. <laughs> I'm splendid. Um, and, and it just adds a little, you know, air of refinement, I, I'd say. It does. Yeah, it does. Splendid. Um, so, Mike Campbell, this is the second time that you've joined us here. And for those uh, listeners, uh, the viewer who may not have joined us um, unforgivably, for mm, episode course. 10, where we explored why it's so hard to ask for help. Um, what, what do you do? Who are you? What do you do? 
Well, I mean, look, who am I? Ooh, that, that's the big philosophical question, right? But yeah, I mean, in the simple sense, I'm Mike Campbell. And yeah, I think, you know, if you've listened to Phil's intro, I'm a man coach and that's a, the, the, the simple label that I attach to myself, I suppose. But like, what the hell is that? That's often the question. Am I, yeah. Am I going to try and teach you to fight a bear or even pronounce that um, that word correctly with my Kiwi accent? You know, is it about trying... <laughs> Just for uh, reference, everyone. Am I trying everyone. to teach men to be men and, and all this kind of thing? And I, I'm going to tell you something. So first of all, no, like fundamentally what I do, and obviously you know this, Phil, is I, I, the, the simplest way I can say it is, you know, I like to bring a no bullshit approach to supporting men and understanding themselves, getting their shit together and getting more from life, love and the everyday. But... Um, slight tangent to a um, to a charity application process a couple of years ago with the, like another little kind of side project of mine, which you know like was essentially the, the the charity, the work that we do is that you know it's supporting men, and it's you know it's not another mental health charity for men. It's very about it's very much about proactive, preventative, you know I think kind of emotional literacy and. When we came up with the person from the uh, Australian agency that is there to give us the stamp that we need for the status that we need, they, they obviously heard or, or at least read the initial details and they had this preconceived idea straight away, boom, that we are basically this kind of like outdated, misogynistic, like, you know, quote, toxic masculinity, trying to teach this kind of brand of like blokeism. And, and I was like, what? How can you even think that anyone would have the sense to try and turn that into a charity, one? And two, did you not read the application? So I can understand how you can hear that term and certainly think maybe that it's all about, you know, blokiness and, and all that kind of stuff. I mean, in essence, you know, my, my, my work is talking to, you know, 20-year-old Mike, in a sense, and supporting him and understanding himself a hell of a lot better, you know, what he, I'll say me, so, so it's easier. <laughs> What I'm about, what I care about, what I want in the world and what's available to me and actually being going to step into that. And um, that's kind of supporting men and, you know, getting past their shit and stepping into who they can be. I love that. And a couple of things there that I just wanted to unpack, uh, almost linguistically for the... Uh, the, the <laughs> um, <laughs> for, for he who's listening on the podcast uh, or... Um, uh, watching on YouTube, and they've they've got they they've used the go back button a couple of times to 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 try and understand what some of the words were. So just for okay. reference, everyone, um, that uh, uh, bear. Uh, Mike said, "Wrestle a bear, uh, not a bear holding a beer." Um, so fun fact: if you don't know the difference between a Kiwi accent and an Australian accent, first of all, shame on you. But second of all. Uh, it's uh, you, you. You just get um, like Kiwis say beer and bear exactly the same way. Um, yeah, Kiwis so. don't know how to pronounce those types of words different from each other. <laughs> the and hair on my head is the same as the animal that's a big version of a rabbit, and come over here, it's all the same. Yeah, yeah. I'll no, do it's... my best to differentiate, but uh, there's a chance that I could screw it up. No, no. Do you? Do you? <laughs> like the world needs more Kiwi accents? I say. Um, and uh, you might also hear him say uh, women, uh, but it comes out oh, woman. Oh, shit. Um, I, haven't, I haven't figured this one out. Yeah, yeah. So Kiwis <laughs> say woman, like one woman, two women. Um, so, uh, and and um, sometimes So what's me, it supposed to be? 
<laughs> this outs an Australian accent uh, to a Kiwi women. So, uh, yeah. So, okay. yes, the number of times, viewer, listener, that I would be given so much crap in New Zealand for speaking with an Australian accent. Um, uh, but now I proudly straddle uh, the ditch, uh, the Tasman <laughs> yeah. between us, and I act as an Australian to Kiwi interpreter and a Kiwi to Australian interpreter. Uh, and the other one is bloke. So for those of you not in, yeah. um, well, unfortunately, you know, who have the misfortune of not being in Australia or New Zealand, a bloke is, you might want to think of it as someone like a dude or a guy. Um, if you're from North America, it's like the the stereotypical, like, bloke uh or, yeah, the or, man's or, man that kind of idea that we have yeah i suppose of yeah of yeah whatever connotations come with that yeah and i and, and mike and i off camera uh and before i press record we were talking about you know the guy who drinks like a a um well what in australia is called like vb uh, uh, so Victoria Bitter, you might want to think of it as someone who drinks like Bud if you're in yeah. the US or Molson or something in, in Canada. Um, but, you know, someone who, who, who like, you know, where like just has the connotation of like, you know, uh, one of the like the lads, the, the one of the mm. guys who, you know, kind of just gets up to no good. And, and um, yeah, I think you you all know what I mean. But that's what a bloke is just just. For yeah. And probably an important, important point, which will probably come into the rest of the conversation is like, mm. I think what often comes with that is like that is the identity. Not just what we're describing, but like yes. the dude is kind of you know he embodies that as his identity. You know, mm. like I'm just a I'm just an everyday bloke or fill in the word from wherever you are from, right? The man's man, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and that can at once be helpful as a place as placing him into mm. a wider community, but also can feel like, as so many of us know, when we're trying to occupy a space that's not for us, it can also be deeply uncomfortable for the wearer of, or, or for the guy who, to whom that, uh, that label is attached. Mm. Um, and uh, so it could both be, you know, a place of, of welcome and a place of feeling that they belong, but also a place of, not at all feeling that they belong, but um, mm. you know that's that's probably yeah. that's like a whole other. Episode I can wear the skin, right but there. it's not necessarily mine. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. That's kind of gross, but yeah, that's so. <laughs> it's so true. It's so true. Um, and and for so many of us gay men, I think that we can really resonate with that, where we, mm. you know, at some point in our lives have possibly not felt at all comfortable in our own skin and wanted things to have been really different to what the reality mm. has been. So, Mike, now that we've got, you know, what a man coach does and what you do, I also want to say that um, one of the things that I find, you know, working with you um, on on your programs uh, and having done your programs uh, a lot in the past is that, the phenomenal, you have this ability, you have this real ability to, you, you, you say this all lot, you know, I think you call it loving straight talk. I think in the intro, I changed loving straight talk to loving direct talk. Um, <laughs> uh, but also like, I, I, like just that ability to see, see the individual for who they are and, 
what they're possibly scared of within themselves. They may not be scared of within themselves, but might be completely unaware that it's there or they know mm. that it's there and they're absolutely terrified of what it could mean or you know they they sort of get glimpses of it but they're too they're 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 afraid of sort of being who they are listener viewer i can't i can't say often enough how frequently mike you and i know this when when guys start the program how terrified they are and and how lost they are because they've like been straddling like this this trying to occupy a space which really doesn't ever exist in life mm. where they're trying to be not big and, like not too big but not small they're trying to fit into mm. a place that really is not theirs um, mm. and you have that ability the goldilocks zone of existence existence where yeah yeah don't be too big and get cut down but don't be too small because we obviously want to feel like we're important and we're valued and, and so it's this middle gray area which yep. i mean look there's lots to it but i think in a simple sense it's wildly unsatisfying it's very mediocre mm. <laughs> yeah yep yep and not only that it you know that goldilocks zone always changes so you mm. might be in it for a few minutes and then it changes somewhat somewhere. So, you know, really the best way to live life is to be ourselves. And that's mm. what you do. And that, cause that's, I could say that because that's what you did for us. Well, for <laughs> us, the royal me, like the plural me. Um, that's, what you, that's what you did for me. Um, and, uh, and, and I see it all the time in the work that you do. So, listener, Thank viewer, you. do not be put off by, you know, <laughs> by man's coach. It's like, it's a coach for you as a man uh, to be the man that yeah. you are. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, I could say men's coach, but for me, it, was, yeah, it just doesn't, uh, I don't know. It's just something that doesn't really grab me. Yeah. yeah. But that might be an easier term to grasp, maybe. <laughs> well, I, I, it, what you're saying here has a particular resonance for me because the number of people who go to me, why are you the loneliness guy? Why mm. can't you be the connection expert? Why can't you, I don't know, like loneliness is so bleh. Why don't you just focus on like the good bit, which is connection and how to get connected and, and stuff. And I'm like, well, nothing changes unless if we can't say the word, how can we own it? Mm. Mm. Exactly. So I'm, He's saying the word. <laughs> also. Yeah. Say the word, Mike. So, Mike, what we're going to be talking about for this episode, um, uh, you know, beyond witty repartee and, mm -hmm. and you know, shooting the breeze. Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> is talking about um, the, the, the topic of gay body image and loneliness. Mm. And... I said in the, the intro that I, I wrote a blog post and published a blog post. And during that blog post, well, during the writing of that and like the, you know, I, I shared with people on social media a few weeks ago that that, that, that the topic was so enormous and it basically just blew my mind. Like, like, oh, yeah, of course, I've got this sorted. You know, I can write on this. And it took me a couple of weeks mm. and then two solid days writing to to sort of untangle everything and just come up with something something simple um 
But one of the things that I really want to uh, get your take on is for men, in your experience, how does body image... How, how Well, two questions. How does it sort of manifest and mm. what kind of role does it play in your experience of like how we show up? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's one of those very central things, I think, that often sits at the base of, of who we are. You know, I mean, shit, we uh, image, it's how we see ourselves like literally in terms of when I view my body, but also, you know, more on a, on a perhaps more esoteric level of, of how I see, you know, who I am um, and, and how much we often attach our worth and our identity and our place in the world, you know, on how we see ourselves and then what we actually see in the mirror with our body. Uh, and, and so it, it becomes this thing that I think we, have a let's just say broadly a poor relationship with a lot of the time Mm. um and so how it manifests is in all sorts of things you know from um from the dude who looks like he's just he's not ripped or or big or musty does he work out do you work out you know to the dad bod to the overweight guy, it manifests in so many ways, right? Where the differentiation might really come in, I think perhaps more is the psychology and the thinking around it. Um, yeah, it's 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 it holds so much charge, right? Mm. Our bodies, you know, and and I think so. So really, it invites us to look at the relationship we have to our body, which ultimately, for me, always comes back to the relationship that we have to ourselves. I mean, those things are inseparable. So, yeah, I'll start. I'll stop there for a second, and we can go from there. Because I think, I mean, you you've you've answered that first question. You've answered that first question, uh, particularly that you know it, it is it is central, and the how we view ourselves comes across in how we present to others. Mm. Um, so the question, and I, I guess this goes really to the heart of it, is how do you feel that affects our ability, our willingness, our openness to connection? Yeah, I mean, often we, we, I suppose, see it as the bridge. My, what my body is and therefore, you know, how I view myself and the stories and the judgments that I have around it and perhaps that I fear around it will, will determine how I allow myself to to show up in the world in general a lot of the time, but also when it comes to, you know, connection with others. And mm. uh, I'm sure we'll speak about it a fair bit, but, you know, there's often this this element of worthiness sitting right in there. Um and, you, you know, like uh, the body often manifests or hides, attempts to hide, um, but in hiding it, it's, it's showing it in plain day, I think, a lot of the time, where our insecurities are, you know. I mean, you, you take one guy who's, you know, completely shredded and ripped and, and massive and you put him next to a guy with, let's call it, somewhat of an identical 
body and um they might have some massively different pasts and histories and sometimes insecurities but they've got to this place often where there's a a desire to 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 mask this thing that was below it and as in terms of the the former body but often that still is in terms of how i see myself Mm. Mm -hmm. and so you know i'm i i can step into a relationship when i am you know this many pounds or kilos lighter or you know that my arms get to a certain size fill in the thing it doesn't really matter and so it becomes often and and broad, more broadly speaking for men here's one of the things that i think is is, is so um, central when it comes to the body but you know also beyond this it becomes a key part in how we measure but i think more so how we think it has been measured our success as a man you know what what my body is how it looks what it can do you know, like physicality and, and, you know, the heart of the masculine is this like thing that needs to be strong and provide and hunt animals at a, at a very, very deep kind of uh, anthropological level. Mm. But um, how that's manifested a lot of the time now is how big and strong and tough I am and how many people I can help and sa- save and fix things for and, you know, that kind of thing. The, the ability to hunt is often for some guys my, my, you know, my strength and what I can do with my body, perhaps in a, a fighting or a strength or a fucking kind of yep. way. We, yep. we attach so much. Uh, to it and beyond all of those things what your body is tells me nothing about who you are uh, as a person but we often equate it to so much of who we are Mm, and i think that's that's a really important well no it can reflect part of who we are yeah let's not just throw the baby out with the bathwater right you know potentially it's so oh this is a guy who respects himself and is willing to look looks after his health but it doesn't necessarily tell us that story because it could be deeply you know driven by insecurity and so on so yeah yeah, and I think that's a really good point for um, for for the gay man who's who's listening or or watching, particularly that um, that narrative around like you know the the the, the prehistoric you know hunter uh, yeah. and stuff. And while we're not going and slaying wildebeest generally, um, you know, for for many for many that that hunting is mm. is uh, on grinder. Uh, that hunting is, you know, in 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 gay spaces, and the mm. weapon of choice to do that hunting is the body. Mm. Uh, and absolutely, absolutely, like the 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 prowess or the mm. the, the pride in that kind of the the the, the success is mm. is measured in a similar way of like how you can satisfy the needs the perceived needs of yourself and others mm. um so i think that's a really important point there and one thing that i'm i'm really sort of keen to bring in um is the uh, well a gay perspective um and because quite obviously like when when we're straight we know that you know we we're using our body to attract uh, either you know a woman or women uh, or in a or in a splendid way um, uh, you know trying to um, uh, have our like improve our social standings with our friends. Mm. 
Yep. And, you know, and, and that can be demonstrated through all sorts of things. But, you know, notches on the bed, um, on the bedhead, uh, you know, for, for the number of... Um, uh, what a the, fucking uh, crazy term that is, by the way. Yeah, I've no. never, not really thought about that term since probably I was younger. Yeah, yeah, right. That, does that exist because people did that? Uh, that's crazy. Must, but anyway, must please have, keep going. Must have. Um, but, you know, a, a, a stat, right? Yeah. Or you know, or whatever. But when 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 we're gay, um, we aren't in the business of mm. attracting, or being attracted to, or having having someone of the opposite sex attracted to us, or mm. being attracted to the opposite sex sexually. Mm. Um, however, what we're doing is that we are um, attracted to. Someone who basically at a genetic level is exactly the same as us, mm. you know, and, and, you know, doesn't have, doesn't have boobs, uh, and who has a cock, um, and, you know, a deep voice, all that kind of stuff. Like, mm. you know, we're attracted to another man or men. And so that kind of gets, gets an added complication. Um, because we're not only looking to uh, to attract, we're also looking to be attractive mm. to people who are th- essentially the same as us. Um, and that sort of complication is um, is really important to be aware of because what mm. we're doing is um, a, a couple of different things I reckon can happen. One is that we are attracted in other to, to, to qualities, physical qualities in other men that we find attractive in ourselves. And we can be repelled mm. by the other side of the, co- the, the, the coin. We can be repelled by physical attributes of other men who, it, that we find repellent in ourselves. Mm-hmm. So, if we don't like, you know, beer guts, if we don't like, you know, uh, big hairy bears, see what I did there with the words, uh, and, but if we, we don't like that, but we ourselves, you know, a little heavier, mm. a little hairier, um, then, you know, we, we, you know, we, we f- can feel a tension within ourselves. Mm. Couple that with the power of social media, mm. which, as you know, can be an absolute smorgasbord of images for you know what we what we like. And yeah, it's part of it's part of what it is, right? It's just imagery, yeah, things that are appealing to the eye, or, or maybe, yeah. So if we're constantly getting, you know, not just in our in our day to day life, in our lived experience, but we see from the comfort of our couch, mm. or you know, and we're scrolling social media, and you know, we're just sort of like image after image after image after image of men who we think are really attractive, because the algorithm pretty much works that out, because <laughs> we we teach it what we like by liking things. And we can then be surrounded by, like, maybe not 
like literally surrounded by, but we consume so much content mm. of bodies that are indeed, you know, what we love looking at mm. and aspire to be that can be really we can sleepwalk into that problem and it's an enormous <laughs> problem i reckon um because we we are absolutely surrounded by images that we essentially lust after and that lust can be from of 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 images of 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 bodies that we love about ourselves or hate about ourselves, or a really, you know, weird, well, not weird mix, but a complex mix. Of yeah, all I, the, perhaps of, the, other, of both. the other point there is like of what we expect of ourselves. Because we might not be there, but that's mm. the giant expectation. It becomes this whole clusterfuck of like, you know, push-pull towards this thing and, and the judgment and the fear of judgment and then I'm not there, but I should be there. And then I'm not, you know, I want that, but I can't get that until I am that and, and all this kind of shit, right? And, and man, like one, I don't have that lived experience, right, of being gay and, and, and being in that body. But here's something that I actually think um, I see truth in and may potentially offer also a different site for some gay men listening because the other thing, if I, I imagine if you talk to your straight friends who are, you know, fairly consistent with their fitness routine, let's say, one thing that I know to be true that is so central and foundational for men is respect. Respect is this thing that we are going into the world craving to experience mm. from others. Mm. And often we're going about it in a, in a, in a slightly off kilter, uh, uh, let's just say, ineffective way where I'm hoping that how I show up in the world and all the things that I do and am and be and accomplish and so on will allow me to get respect from the world and then i can kind of respect myself right it's the flow the equation doesn't really work in that way but the the body is one of the biggest avenues for that and so if you go to any weights room regardless of the the dudes there's often well you know what uh i want to have the respect of these dudes in here and and i and i think that's actually happening a lot there's obviously this whole other uh, element and, and, and huge, you know, depth to it when it comes to, you know, the attraction, as you're saying. But I also think that that's very, very central yes. for a lot of guys. And, and maybe it really complicates it as well. But again, if you come back to something that's very, like, actually evolutionary, there's this need to know that the men around me have strength. They can actually go into war with me. We can hunt and survive. And so I think there is, this is often what we find when we're looking at any of this kind of stuff with humans. There is some like real biological driver shit that we need to understand on a level to mm. help us also understand the humans that we want to be. Because then what we're not doing is just leaning back on, you know, evolution and going, that's just, oh yeah. man, yes. no, that's a cop out. But it helps us understand like there is a driver in us innately to express our masculinity through our bodies. Mm. But when we attach, am I enough of a man, let's say, to my body, then we've gone into this whole other area. Because that all of a sudden I'm attaching everything. And then if you enter in, you know, all of this potential confusion and head fuck around, well, the attraction and this and that and the back and forth and who and, 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 and again, what I think comes into a lot of the center of that is 
my insecurities playing out and then therefore like enoughness and worthiness and, and all this kind of stuff. Mm. And so potentially what's happening on a, on a simple outcome level is where my body is and, and what my relationship is to it and how I see it and how I view it um, is, is a reflection of my insecurities around it. Mm. I really want to explore uh, enoughness um as as a concept because i think that's that's really critical uh particularly when how uh, when how our the perception of ourselves physically mm. can prevent us from engaging um uh in the world and 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 or not engaging with the world and sort of feeding our loneliness mm. but i want to just before we do that though there's one thing that I really want to come back to, and I really want to highlight that point about respect that you said. Mm-hmm. And in the blog post, I talked about how um, our body is our armor. Mm. And there's no really kind way of saying this, but gay spaces are, not and can be, can be, but are generally, and I don't like to speak genera- generally, so I'll say can be, incredibly judgmental. Mm. incredibly judgmental because really what we're looking at is anatomically exactly the same as, as each other. So Would the slightest that, differences that, that manifests in a way where it, it, as you say, it can be more judgmental outwardly, meaning it's spoken. Yes. 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 Yeah. Where, yes. Whereas I think, you know, that for, for humans, there's often that judgment, but perhaps, you know, maybe in different environments for straight men, it's not as voiced. Yes. It's both. Yeah. It's both. It's both. And um and and either way, we're terrified of it. We're terrified of judgment because mm. often, depending on the lived experience, often we have been judged like through life, by ourselves, mm. by family, by friends, by mm. by people like you know, kids in our classes who were very, mm. you know, free with their, with their, you know, um, with their sharing their perspective on how we show up in the world. Mm. And that's deeply scarring. Mm. That is so deeply, deeply, deep damaging and scarring and that plays out. And so we often get, and you know, you get this. Ex- I had this experience myself. Like you know, you 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 have the courage to come out, and then you sort of go into you know this 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 gay community that's meant to be open and inclusive and full of pride rainbows and unicorns and you know you know um, disco music and all that kind of stuff. And it's meant to be an open space where you can be you, but you quickly yeah, learn acceptance. You know, quickly learn that unless you are the right kind you're not accepted Mm. and you're constantly you know um battling like there's another battle for worthiness enoughness for belonging all that kind of stuff which kind of can be crushingly disappointed for someone Mm. who goes oh you know what my my loneliness like being gay and in the closet feeds my loneliness right Mm. courage coming out Come out and go, well, evidently I'm not enough uh, to be gay or I don't know how to be gay. And, mm. you know, to do that, I need to, you know, do this, wear that, um, whatever it is, say mm. this, have these friends, look like this, whatever it is. 
Yeah, there's, then, a, there's, a, there's, a, there's an acceptance, but then there's a new level of it. And then, the, yeah, right? there's like this secret room that you never knew Different about. Different dance. No more that dance. We're not doing that dance, but there's a different dance over here. Yeah, yeah, and you have to learn the dance all over. Mm. So the other thing there is, you know, like about some respect, sort of coming from that central concept of respect there. There's mm. our body as armor mm. to deflect all of that. And if we have, if we have like the, the, the perfect body, that's is one what? less thing. Wow. Who knows? Like again, it's that Goldilocks. But that's body. that's a very important fucking point. <laughs> it is. It's absolutely is Goldilocks, no though. Yeah, there is no point because of the further you chase that dragon, the the more insanely refined that the dragon becomes, and there's mm. always something. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and if you if you're in a space where you currently think no 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 that's nice for you guys to say no 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 but for me there isn't. There just isn't a perfect body. And so that doesn't mean that we throw the baby out with the bathwater and go, well, fuck it, I shouldn't try. I shouldn't have respect for myself and my body. It means actually ask yourself, how do I want to feel? And what can I accept yes. with when it comes to my body? Because guess yes. what? You're always going to have fat and you're always going to have this thing and you're always going to have that thing. And beyond the, 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 the look, look, Every day we're all aging. So there's also going to be other things that our body does and doesn't do that we might want it to or not want it to do. So there's, a, there's always an acceptance there, right? Like every day, it doesn't matter how much you're working on the appearance and aesthetics of your body. Every day it's actually getting closer to being more imperfect Yes, because it's aging. Mm. You which just is, can't fight that. Which is sometimes, well, I would say for myself anyway, far better than the alternative. Uh, which yeah. is well, not I think every day it invite, if, if we look at it like that, every day it's potentially inviting acceptance mm. of this thing that is my vehicle for how I experience the world. Yeah. Yes. Oh, this is really good. I want to bookmark this bit too. <laughs> this bit too. I just want to go back. Want to go back, yes. and I don't want to like labour the point, but that respect thing. Look yes. at the armour. So if I'm perfect. Yeah. As flawed as that logic is, and undoubtedly it's flawed, it's a hiding to nothing because perfection doesn't exist. Mm. Um, it's so mean to yourself. It is. It's horrible. Right? It's just, it's so unfair. And so, so it's lacking respect for yourself. Yes. It really is. But man, like what an expectation. Yeah. Please yeah. continue. <laughs> yeah. And, and so, you know, I will give the haters one less thing if I'm physically perfect. Mm. Right. So that's, there's yeah. that. The second part is, you know, and, and that goes to the judgment, mm. you know, showing up. Yeah, as perfection is a, is a chase to be immune to judgment, yeah. which, of course, it, it can't. Yeah, yeah. It it's, can't happen because I'm judging myself by default in that state. And it's fool's gold. It's fool's mm. gold. And I'm reminded by my intellectual crush, Dr. Brene Brown, uh, <laughs> who, and I know you laugh whenever I, talk, whenever I say that, Um Listener, viewer, Mike put me on to Brene Brown. Um, <laughs> so, it, I feel like, you know, he, he, he's brought me into the, to the scheme. But the, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, it, it's kind of like, you know, um, awesomeness crypto, perhaps. But the other yeah. thing is, is um, uh, you know, we, we seek, you know, like imperfection is beautiful. Mm. And owning imperfection is glorious. But mm. we see this, and I'm paraphrasing Dr. Brown here, but we, we see all of that as awesome in other people, 
but something to be ashamed of in ourselves. Mm. And it, that can't be right. We need to be showing up in the world as gloriously imperfect as we are, physically, mentally, and emotionally. Mm. Um, because we're not, uh, we're never going to be ready. And this is a perfect segue to get into enoughness. So, Mike. Yeah. Well, look. So. Yeah. So you know, I think one of the things there is, um, as you said, we we see it as awesome, and and you know, like, oh, that's so great. You know, when others embrace their imperfections, all that kind of stuff, that we struggle to do so in ourselves. You know, I think as as a us as a whole, but also I think physically, look, the things that we want to hide and change and perfect. I would put it to you that those are the things that the person who is going to love you the most, uh, they are a big part of the picture as to why they are mm. going to love you the way they do. Mm. And look, maybe that's a love handle. Maybe it isn't. But here's something I also know to be true about men. Regardless of our partner, what we tend to like in our partner is their body shape. At the crux of it, yeah. right? We often have our all of our our shit on the lenses in which we view that insecurity, the judgments, what we hear, the perfection, you know, all that stuff that you're talking about for right in terms of like, now you're a gay man. It's got to look like this. Actually, when you get down to it and you can get all that shit out of the way, we're attracted to a body shape. And so I, I like to come back to that. And I also like to remind my wife because, you know, she got her shit going on with her body. Well, guess what? That thing and that thing. Cool. But, the, the thing that I am attracted to most is actually in terms of your, your physique is your body shape. And so I think if we can connect to that and we sit with ourselves and go, how accurate is that? Mm. When I take out all of the judgment and the noise, because then I get to turn that back on myself. How can I celebrate my body shape? Yes. And you see how that gives exactly. so much more space for fucking like actually giving a shit about ourselves. You know, I'm slightly reluctant to use the term self-love. And then I can embrace what is, you know, and this is something that we've spoken about, uh, uh, you know, globally as well as, uh, you know, personally, this idea that my body is this thing that I get to respect because it is the thing that helps me experience the world. It's this amazing thing that I have to, to do and be and, you know, move and create and all the things. <sighs> I feel like that the body shape is, is a piece that is... Yeah so much easier to sit with because you know to your point about enoughness and worthiness if i'm putting so much on what my body looks like until i can feel enough man that is very hard yeah and, you know I, I think i've spoken this before but it feels relevant here the 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 relationship to, to body and therefore self that often manifests in that you know i need to starve or punish treat my body like shit to get it to a place that I can then like. It's so flawed. Yeah. You can't hate yourself to self-love. You know, you can't hate yourself to a body that is then going to end up in a good relationship with your body. Because the foundation was hate and dislike and punishment and, and all those kind of things. That that just can't work. And so if my if my worthiness and how I feel about myself and can I even enter into a relationship, all these things is, is tied into that. It's it's going to be very, very uh, difficult, unpleasant, m murky, frustrating, unfulfilling waters to, to, to wade through. I just want 
the listener. That's my rant. No, no, oh God, no, no. I just want the listener and the, the the viewer to reflect on that because that's such a fundamental point. We cannot hate our bodies into submission. We mm. can't hate anything into becoming something. And then mm. having hated our body into a state, into a look, we can't suddenly pick things up and go, well, I love you now. That's 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 a terrible kind of relationship. Yeah, and, and like we we might... You know, because let's voice something that, that does happen. You know, like I might really flog myself. I might have a terrible relationship with my body, and and I might get to a point where aesthetically, objectively, from the outside, I have this lean body and the muscles here and the abs and the body fat percentage and, and all these things. And I might shift across time my relationship to myself. It might improve. Let's say, you know, if the if the motivations were very much based in punishment and you know, I'm not good enough and you're a piece of shit and you look at that fat there, and it, right? We, that might shift. I would say the majority of the reason why that shifts is but not because now visually it's this perfect thing, but I've shown myself that I can actually apply myself to challenging stuff. Like I can, you know, work out consistently and do tough things physically with my body and I've built some mental strength and resilience. Those things... I think actually trump what changes in the physical, right? It's not about who I, like the point I get mm. to, it's about who I become in the process. Yes. And so I think that 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 thing can happen, but we also need to acknowledge what is actually happening there most of the time. I can have pride in myself because I actually set myself a goal and I executed on it. Like that is something to be proud of. Right. Yep. Mike, I just want to pause there for a moment and go to <laughs> go to a quick break. Uh, no, no, God, no, you're not here to keep your mouth closed. You're here to do exactly the opposite. I just want to cut to a quick break because I want to have a quick chat with the listener. I interrupt myself for just a moment to say to you that I have a bold vision for the loneliness guy to be the place for gay men experiencing loneliness to come and get the support that they need at the time they need it, wherever they are in the world. The vision includes hosting seminars, workshops and retreats to help gay men, to help you and other gay men just like you get the connection that they need and deserve to help them learn from their loneliness. The vision is to partner with other coaches, connection experts and therapists to make these events happen locally at first and then around the world. Undoubtedly, this is a bold vision and I need to start. I'm so keen to start and scaling up my work here at The Loneliness Guy to know to, to what I know it can be. But I need your help. If you'd like to help me, please go to thelonelinessguy.com forward slash invest or follow the link in the episode description and help me to realize this vision for gay men globally. It's time to get serious about loneliness in gay communities. Can you please help me? If you've got any questions for me, please ask away. But in the meantime, back to the episode. Okay, welcome back. Uh, And uh, so what I want to do, Mike, is I want to explore the concept of enoughness. Mm. So there's so many things, and I'm just very aware of the time 
uh, and time is getting away from us. Uh, but one of the things that I really want to just sort of, before we get into the concept of enoughness, is to revisit that concept just really quickly and underline that. It is okay to be proud of what you're achieved. Hmm. Uh, it's okay to, uh, indeed, it is a really good thing to love the process, Mm. to love the discipline, to love like the setting of a goal, the working towards it. And when it comes to, to, to physicality uh, and our body, we're never going to reach the destination. We're always going to be a work in progress. So you may as well yeah, love look, the process. There's always someone stronger. You can be stronger. Those, those things. But also you can be in love with who you're becoming in the process and you know you, who you are for having done those things. And of course, for where you get to. Yep. Look yep. at my body. Look what I can do with it now. Yep. But that's the point. What can I do with this thing? Yeah, right? I can. I, I'm strong. That feels good. <laughs> I can run up the stairs and not bend over. Whatever. But those are really the things to connect to. And I think here, and I did write this in the blog post before I get to the last point of enough. I want to sort of just sort of come to this really quickly, uh, and that is a, a critical learning of myself. And, you know, I shared in the blog post that I spent years and years and years hating myself into submission, that I saw my body as the, the like, as ineffective and an impediment to me belonging. So, you know, I went to a, a boarding school and the people around me, the guys around me were incredibly sporty. I was not. And so my my adolescent mind, as I'm sure so many of you listeners and viewers are getting to right now, is that, you know, if you were a, a skinny teenager like I was, that, you know, the key to acceptance, the key to belonging that we so longed for was to be able to do to 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 smash out a hundred sit up uh, push ups. Uh, and then flip over, which, you know, it can be a good thing now that, you know, as a gay man, but, but you know, you'd flip over and get onto your back and, and you know, do some sit-ups and, and smash out an equal amount of sit-ups uh, and then, you know, some burpees or whatever it is now, then so that's you know the what, way. I'm, 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 I'm running on instinct here. Th- this might be a great place to take this because you know what? That was me. I'm the dude who was athletic and had abs from the age of 12. Right. And do you know what was the most awkward thing for me growing up? People wanting to see my abs. Uh, made me so wildly uncomfortable. Right. <laughs> so let's just throw that little hand grenade in there. Well, and it's, and it's, all, it's always like the, you know, wherever we are. It was this are, weird push-pull thing. Yeah. Like, there's no doubt about it. Yeah. But I've lived that, let's say, that might, might have been seen as the ideal. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it contributed to a genuine sense of belonging. But it wasn't just some amazing ex- experience, you know what I mean? Like it was deeply awkward for the most part. <laughs> well, there's 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 that because I'm going to say that um, you know it, it it can lead to a skewed, altered sense of belonging. Mm. That yeah, I I'm worthy if I have the abs. Mm. I am worthy when I get the abs. When I get the, you know, the, 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 the great chest or, you know, the, mm. the nice peach or whatever it is that, that we're yeah, working Yeah, or so to the, the broader points perhaps of like what I can do with my body. I am the athletic kid, all yep. those kind of things, right? Yep. And as, as the kid who essentially, you know, was that in part, I, I think in reflection that was part of the broader dialogue because we have that fucking idea that's insidious. Yeah, right? yes. 
But I can tell you with accuracy, it didn't actually do quote its job. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yes. It didn't. It didn't contribute to that. And and again, it's really easy to now come in with those things. That's well enough for you. But like, I actually live the the other side of the coin. You know? I'm not at all interested uh, generally in having you know a competition uh, <laughs> a, 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 around this this stuff. And I know that's not what you meant at all, Mike. But um, you know, when we when we kind of get into this this space, um, when we're talking about worthiness and belonging and mm. stuff, like all of our stories lead us to the point of not feeling worthy, not feeling like we belong, and indeed feeling lonely. There are many different ways that we can get to the same point, listener, many different ways that we can get to the same point, viewer. Um, one of the things that I, I, you know, coming back to me, like it's my podcast, Please. this is about me, but um, <laughs> is, you know, in the, in the blog, I did, uh, I did share that, you know, through like Mike, we did, uh, and and just in the in a group that we run um, last mm. month, you know, it was all about the body and doing a particular challenge. It was February, not not much, but um, a a particular challenge. And I'm not going to share it here. Um, but one of the things, like this, was really mm. pivotal for me. Um, well, I won't go into the details, but it involved me standing in front of a mirror, naked. Uh, and except for my glasses, so I could see myself, and a notepad, and that that was so profoundly transformative for me mm. that it made me incredibly sad that I had tried mm. to hate myself into submission. Mm. Um, and you know, I can come at it from another angle and give myself physically the same level of love and support that I so freely give to everyone else. I can have, I can give to myself. And and that you were hoping to get from others? Um I was getting if your from body, other, if you if you if you beat it into submission, do you think? Uh, well hoping to get from others, but I also was getting it from others. I just was never allowing myself to do it yes. because I was yeah, like yeah. The, the stories were like the brick my own stories in my mind yeah, with yeah. a brick wall that would stop anything coming in. Mm. Um and so that started me on this, and this is a really incredible point, and Mike, you said it before, is focusing on how our body feels, mm. not looks. Yeah, and how we want it to feel. And how we want it to feel. And, yeah. you know, and then it looks how it looks. But that feeling is absolutely, mm. uh, for me, that feeling is it. I could go on for a whole lot mm. longer about about all of this, and and happy to with the with the um, with the, the the listener or or the viewer. If you want to reach out to me, um, please do feel free. Mm. I'm, I'm happy mm. to to be here and a support. But Mike, I, well, I'll, I'll second that because there's so much beauty in that lived experience that Phil is sharing. The 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 going through the experience of like those shifts and connections. Like to my point, I don't have that lived experience, and, and there's so much beauty in Phil's experience and, and the shift that he's got to. So, hey, reach out. Thank you, Mike. Thank you. Um, final point, and this is the big one. We've kind of been building up to this, and this is how our body image can mm. be the impediment, or, or how our negative body image feeds our loneliness. Mm. And it comes to the concept of enoughness. 
And we've mm. we've talked about this, but kind of peppered it around it. And I've tried to like, no, let's save it to the end. Let's save it to the end. But that's me. Yeah. <laughs> and but I think it's impossible to save it to the end because it is so central to everything mm. that we've been talking mm. about. Yeah. I mean, it's everything exactly. So to the to the listener to the viewer, Mike, who is struggling with their body image. Mm. Who is, I will be uh, ready, I will be worthy Mm. of love and belonging. This is deep. I'll be worthy of love and belonging when I am this weight or like Mm. skinny enough, ripped enough. Fill um, in the blank, yeah. whatever, Whatever X is, I'll be X enough. What do you say? What do you say to them? What do you say to him? Um, you are so far from alone in what you're experiencing. That is a incredibly common, you know, m- mode of being and belief system that we have attached so much of who we think we are and how and 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 how worthy of love and belonging, et cetera, um, we are to our body. But it's also a wildly futile um, endeavor. And, you know, look, it might not come out as um, accurate or as as deep as, you know, like I am worthy of love and belonging, but it might sound like any other number of justifications. I will start dating when I, you know, lose those kilos or, you know, when my shoulders have a certain thing, like what we're fundamentally still really pointing to there is you've actually made it about your worthiness you your body is your body your worthiness is separate to your body your attraction to someone is different to your worthiness and so what we'll often struggle with here is you know, let's say the this back to that conversation of like same with, and so the attraction I see a man. If Phil finds me attractive or not, it is separate to whether or not I am worthy of his love. But that's the connection that we mistakenly make. We attach dear. Someone can reject you because they don't like your body. They don't have to like your body, but that doesn't mean you're not good enough for them. Because your worthiness just is. It's If I take it into a different realm, if you're at work and you miss out on a promotion and they say, look, and let, let's say they actually say these words, you're not good enough for this role. One would hope <laughs> that what they mean there is you don't currently have the skill set that we need for this role. But what we will often do is make that meaning I'm not good enough. And it becomes about my identity and who I am and, and my worthiness. It's not. Maybe there's an opportunity to go and educate yourself and b- become more skilled and so on. But in the realm of our body, man, we connect so much to it. Mm. And your attractiveness to someone or not is not the same as your worthiness. Because as you said, Phil, what we're essentially speaking to with worthiness is, do I believe I, I'm worthy of love and belonging? And what your body is currently is and situated at and et cetera, um, is not connected to that. 
but how you view yourself is. And so we get to be whatever your body is and a work in progress. But the, 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 the mistake that we're making often in there is that it's all reliant on how other people view it versus how I feel and what I choose to do with it. And so I think the thing that, that is so much of that is leaning on is that the, the feedback, the, the praise, the validation, or the being chosen, right? Someone see, seeing me as attractive enough or the, the opposite, the rejection, the judgment, it's all external. It's so disempowered. I can't own that. And so that's when my body becomes this thing that I use as a tool to try and negate or fit into those very, very, you know, square, square box, um, round hole kind of things. Mm. There's no lonelier place to be than hating on yourself and needing the validations of others not to feel lonely. Can you say that again, please? That is, that's, that's the shit. Can you say it again, please? There's no lonelier place to be than hating on yourself and needing the validations of others to not feel lonely, to not feel like you aren't deserving mm. of love, that you're worthy. Mm. Because all of a sudden, I'm not in charge of how I feel. Wow. Goosebumps. <laughs> Goosebumps. Because that is so, 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 so true. I'll add another so in there just for emphasis. <laughs> but fuck, Mike. Yes. And look, we can exchange the words there, you know, like your, your body. It could be any other thing that you've mm. connected to your worth. But obviously for this, it's, it's such a present thing mm. that we do. Because you, you also might have that in another few things, let's say. Yep. Your job, what your bank account is, all these yep. things. Any of those things. But when it comes to the body... You know, what was hopefully part of what we're saying here is don't just not bother working on your physical, you know, and mental and emotional well-being, but actually start to connect to the reasons that are yours. How do I want to feel? How do I want to feel about myself? What do I want my body to do? You know, those things that Phil was talking to, right, with your own examples. Because that's empowered. It's yours. And to do all of that, I hasten to add from a place of knowing that you're worthy now. Mm. exactly yeah and i remember having this conversation just needing to wrap up now mike but i remember having this conversation on an episode of your podcast everyday legends where i was talking about the cure to loneliness you asked me phil what's the cure to loneliness it's like gee mike that seems to be like a <laughs> softball a, that like, <laughs> seems to be like a bit of a career that i'm trying to build here um but uh yeah sure i'll give you the scoop um yeah. and and <laughs> but no really it's simple it's simple, but as once it's simple and a and a lifelong goal, lifelong mm. work is to remember that your worthiness is never given to you. It simply is, and it is mm -hmm. our job to keep. If we imagine, if we imagine our worthiness as a candle, to keep the candle burning, and we are awesome at blowing our own candle out when we do mm. not feel that we are worthy. I'll let that sink in because there's a reason, listener and viewer, that, we had, that me and Jeff are making uh, candles. Um, <laughs> that's one of the reasons. So, Mike, I could talk 
about this for hours and I'm sure, you know, like we will. We will again um, and, and, and continue. How can the listener and the viewer find you? Well, the internet is a wonderful thing. Um, I'm sure you'll have the, the links and stuff, but come and find me on Instagram as a fairly, fairly simple way to uh, find me, Mike Campbell MC. In terms of like, if you want to actually interact or like, you know, tap me on the shoulder, so to speak, and, and ask some questions. Here's what I'll say to that. I love getting questions and hearing from people, hey, I heard you on Phil's podcast and that kind of thing. And, and, and it's great. And my invitation to you is absolutely anyone feel free to come and ask me questions and reach out and so on what i'd love to see you do is tell me what you took from this and then what you're actually going to do with it Mm -hmm. (laughs) put this stuff into action and that might be as something as simple as having a conversation with someone else you know reaching out to phil and and all the things great right but but let's also work on um taking small steps I love it because we can be inspired, and this is a point in the blog too, we can be inspired by these comparisons. Mm. We, we, we can also use comparisons to be the thief of joy, but we can use these kind of these experiences to reach out and say, thank you, and this is what I took from it, and what I'm doing with it. Love mm. it. Love it, Mike. Mike, thank you so much. I love you. I love uh, what you do, and I really appreciate you being here. You are just, just it, it brings me such joy to be in your corner, to be helping you in my own small way with the work that you do. And I want to thank you very publicly for the help and support that you continue to give me in this loneliness work that I'm doing. Um, I just so love it, love you and appreciate it. Thank you. You are incredibly welcome, a privilege, and I shall um, very gratefully receive that. (laughs) Thanks, Mike. So that's it for this episode. Remember that there's a lot of content on my site, thelonelinessguy.com, designed to help you learn more from your loneliness and to destigmatize loneliness and promote authentic connection for gay men globally. Remember, you won't miss any content if you join the mailing list. Joining the mailing list is free and you'll receive one email from me each week letting you know when there's been new content uploaded. Or for something more interactive, how about joining me and a wonderful group of other gay men learning from their loneliness and are supporting each other as we do connection. Come and join the Premium Connection Lounge on Facebook. It's also free to join and you can come and join us for monthly Zoom calls, inspiring chats, exclusive insights into the work here and a bit of fun. If you're interested in either joining the mailing list or the exclusive Facebook Connection Lounge, follow the links in the episode description. And if you got something from this episode, why not buy me a coffee to say thanks? There's a PayPal link in the episode description and any money received from your contribution through PayPal goes into me continuing this work and it is always appreciated. Thank you in advance. Have you got a question for me or any feedback? Please reach out to me on socials or send me an email to connect at thelonelinessguy.com. Remember to like, comment, rate and share this episode. It helps others in your social circle who may be quietly experiencing loneliness to know that they're not alone 
and it helps me out a lot too. I also understand that those who share content relating to the destigmatization of loneliness and promoting authentic connection for gay men globally make for better lovers. Try it out and prove me wrong. I really appreciate you joining me here for coffee today. Thank you for being here. And until next time, remain courageous as you learn from your loneliness and as you do connection. All sounds that you heard in this episode were recorded at Prefab Eatery on Jesse Street, Wellington. All views expressed in this episode are my own and are intended to support, challenge and inspire gay men to consider the issue of loneliness and increase awareness of the need for authentic connection with themselves, with others and their communities as an antidote to loneliness. They are not intended to, nor should they, replace the advice of a licensed helping professional. Please consult the resources page on my website, thelonelinessguide.com, if you feel that you need the services of a licensed helping professional. Thanks for listening.